give it up for, for Pastor Tim and Miss, Miss Kathy. Put your hands together. Happy birthday. I love it. They're like, oh, they're, 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 y'all are super awesome. Y'all are super awesome. Uh, also, let's give it up for Eric and, and, and Sadie and the worship team. Come on, we're going we to celebrate. We're going to have some fun this morning, but we're going to celebrate some people. Uh, also, my, my, one of my mentors that greatly impacted my life and really taught me how to engage with the Holy Spirit on a very practical level, he's actually in here, Pastor Pepe. We've seen some, uh, yeah, great man of God. I'm excited for what God's about to, to do. Uh, we've seen some amazing things, legs grow out. Um, you remember that time we saw those little, this is kind of crude, but I'm, I'm going to give it to you anyway. Those little tumor things come out of that lady in Nicaragua. Oh, man, that was, that was, that was something. There's a little, I'll tell you the story real quick. Uh, let me start my timer. We're just going to talk today. Is that all right? We're just going to talk. We're going to chase some rabbits. I have, I have a topic, and I, I believe that God's going to uh, deliver some freedom, but we're just going to talk. So look, so we're in Nicaragua, Rivas, Nicaragua, I think at this time. We're at the top of Nicaragua and then the bottom. Anyway, it's a crazy, wild, beautiful, just Holy Spirit extravaganza. And there's this lady who's like, she's just like coughing. Like, it's like, you ever like did one of those cough? Like this is pre-COVID, so it wasn't, you know, as like, you know, people were like, oh my gosh, you're coughing. But it was still like, this lady was so dramatic with her coughing. Like the little boy that was beside her was just like looking up. And I look at him and he's looking at me and I'm like, I don't, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. And then she started, like, coughing out these little, like, tumor-looking things. It was, it was weird, but she, she was healed. She felt better. She stopped coughing after that. But, uh, yeah, uh, so let's jump right into it. Goodness gracious, we have some good stuff. We're going to jump right into it. Um, before we start, this is, a, this is a non-typical morning. I feel like there's a lot of non-typicals that God's going to do individually in your heart. Uh, I know personally, like, there's a lot of non-typicals that he's just doing with me, bringing this message to you. And so anyway, anyway one of the non-typicals for me, if you could all just stand, I want to read a, a, a brief portion of scripture that will also be on the screens, uh, but we just want to honor God in this time. The scripture is Genesis chapter 2, verse 9 in the Amplified Translation. It says, And in that garden the Lord God caused to grow from the ground every tree, that is desirable and pleasing to sight and good, suitable and pleasant for food. The tree of life, everybody say the tree of life, the tree of life. was also in the midst of the garden and the tree of the experiential knowledge, uh, the recognition of the difference between good and evil, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So Father, as we stand in your presence, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your anointing, God. We thank your we thank you that your anointing destroys the yokes that holds people in bondages, Father. We thank you that your anointing dissolves lies that the enemy has whispered to us our entire lives. Lord, we thank you that the anointing brings life in dead situations. Things that we thought couldn't live again. That your anointing brings life. We thank you that your anointing will cause dead bones, mute ears, blind eyes, any ailment that may try to plague us. We thank you that your anointing destroys that, Father. 
So today we honor your presence, Father. We honor your anointing. We honor you, Holy Spirit. (laughs) And we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. (laughs) Put your hands together for God. Oh, my goodness. God is so good. God is so good. So you probably want some context to that scripture. Uh, This is going to be good. Notice I had you say the tree of life. Uh, One of the things that I don't see, actually, I don't think I ever out of the, you know, many hours of sermons and teachings and and all all the different stuff and and just by I never seen it like this until God showed it to me. Actually, we were in prayer uh, in team meeting and God like dropped this thing on me of tree of life. I was like, okay. And really, one of the things with God is that there are certain principles in in scripture, you know, just just in the kingdom in general, there are certain principles that translate to everyday life, which you know, let me bring it in. It makes God very relevant for every single situation of our life. Not just, you know, on a Sunday morning you come, yeah, yeah, we, we praise God type thing. But, but literally every single situation for our life, he is relevant. Okay? A church that forgets its relevance is a church that forfeits its influence. The world don't care if you could jump, scream, holler, and, and you know, fall down and shake and you go to work, okay, okay, okay. Some of y'all are hard this morning. It's all right. You'll get broken up. If you go, let's say you come, you come in into, uh, and you know we honor that stuff. We we love that. We love. We just love the presence of God. So we love however that manifests. But let's say you go into work Tuesday or Monday. Let's say Monday. You go into work and you you had this awesome Sunday service where you know you just felt the Holy Spirit. You cried. You got free from some things, and you know you were on the ground, and then you were you were you know running around or whatever the case may be. You just had this awesome experience and you go tell Joe Blow at work, oh yeah, like we were running around, like falling, like, you know, I got free from this stuff. I got delivered from this demon or whatever the case may be. Joe Blow is probably going to look at you crazy. I'm serious. He's probably like, okay, I'm definitely not going there. Yeah, you wanted me to go to that place? <laughs> He's going to look at you crazy because that's not relevant for his life. Now you tell him, man, I got free, you know, I, I had some things plaguing me that was, was limiting, for, limiting me from loving my wife the way that Jesus wanted me to love her. I got free from that Sunday. Now Joe Blow is like, okay, okay. But God makes everything relevant. Everything is relevant in scripture. It's just this, it's this act of translating it from, you know, scripture um, and really hearing the Holy Spirit, reading the Bible with the Holy Spirit. He's so important because he will bring a principle from Scripture into your life. And then not only for you as an individual, but for every single person around you. And then when you begin to live by that revelation, when you begin to live from the kingdom, now other people see Jesus as delightful. Okay. Hey, Pastor Till said I have about 30 minutes, so we're just going to talk. So we're going to chase some rabbits. Um, but this thing that I, I really want to get to you is that Adam and Eve, they could partake of any tree, God said. You know, any, any tree but the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, okay? But the scripture is very clearly, and God does not make mistakes. 
He just doesn't. He, he's too strategic. He just doesn't do it. Uh, he brings purpose to every pain. He, he just doesn't make mistakes. And so what happens is um, it's, it's not a coincidence that the tree of life was mentioned in this passage. Oh, well, what's the tree of life? So much so. Okay, watch this. So much so at the end. I'm, I'm not going to go there because we could say all day in that scripture and read it and it'll, you know, that'll just blast you. But uh, at the end, it was so critical. The tree of life was so important that God actually established an angel to guard it so that the people would not be able, or uh, Adam and Eve would not be able to partake in the fruit. You have to listen to this part. I'm about to tie it in. They wouldn't be able to uh, partake of the fruit in their fallen condition because then they would be that way eternally. Okay, let me, let, me, let, me say it, let me say it one more time a little bit slower. God established an angel after Adam and Eve ate the fruit, after they disobeyed God, ate the, ate the forbidden fruit. Um, you know, then their eyes were open, the whole shebang. And then he established an angel to guard it so that Adam and Eve, so that human, humanity could not partake of the tree of life because if they were to partake of the tree of life in that fallen condition what would happen is they'll be permanently stuck in their sin what happened okay okay just let me let me just go here you know just 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 let's say what if okay what if they would have ate all right what would happen is jesus wouldn't have came out of the grave I'm going to leave that there. I'm going to leave that there. Uh, look, I really suggest if you have a phone, a pencil, uh, the Holy Spirit is obviously here. He's going to be ministering to you. You're going to need to write some things down. It, it might not even be what I say, but he wants to speak to you directly, and he's going to do some things because this is a non-typical Sunday. Okay? So I'm, I don't, I, look, I, I love speaking. Uh, I haven't done it in a, in, a, in a while in this avenue, but I value the transformation from the Holy Spirit way more than, you know, I, I, I like getting on the microphone and sharing my thoughts and sharing revelation that the, the Holy Spirit has given me. It doesn't matter, okay? What matters is the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you right now. He wants this to not be another typical Sunday for you where you just come and you check the box. He wants to encounter you. He wants you to leave changed. You believe it? All right, I believe you. I believe you that you believe it. So anyway, write down, write that down um, and for that. And so going back, he, he placed this angel to guard so that they wouldn't be able to partake from the fruit. But, and there's a lot of kind of like scholarly thing, but what happens is you see principle all throughout Scripture. Uh, you can see it where the, the children of Israel, they disobey God. Um, mainly it was a reflection of the leader. Um, the leader that was serving them and they would they would if the leader disobeyed and then the whole people disobeyed and then they all fail and this it's this beautiful thing of grace and, and and all this awesome stuff but one of the things and it's found in romans uh where 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 god speaks through paul about cornerly living i don't know about you but for the longest time i thought living with like a cornal mind was like oh that's those people over there you know they they do xyz and you know they don't go to church on sundays or wednesdays or or they only like half christians they only go on sundays and you know you keep inviting them to that that small group or that wednesday and they just ignore you like oh that's those but <laughs> <laughs> oh Allie, if, if i'm doing too much just like give me that look like 
Okay. <laughs> that wife, look, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's freedom. There, there's joy. There's joy. But I have about 30 minutes, so uh, <laughs> I will steward your time well. But anyway, uh, this thing of let's stop right there. Let's stop on that freedom part. Let's stop on that freedom part. Because what happens is before. Before you come into a relationship with Jesus, before the Holy Spirit is set as an eternal marker on your heart, you're actually living in bondage. And so the world will tell you, oh, well, the Christians, like, you know, they're boring, they're this, they're that. Or we'll try to distort your, distort your image of what being in a relationship with Jesus really is. But what happens is when you surrender, you gain control. And this is why, because the mind of your, your, your eyes, mind is enlightened. Talks about it uh, in 1 Corinthians. Just read the whole, the whole book. It's awesome. Uh, but your mind being enlightened, so now you're actually able to see. So now you have options. Before you just live in this, you know, your every, every physical urge, every, uh, you know, for me, like it is a big emotional thing. I would get so angry. I would just, you know, I wouldn't be able to function right. I didn't have power over myself, over my emotions. And so when I, when I surrendered to the Holy Spirit in that area, he, he gave me another option. He gave me another way of living. He gave me the kingdom way. So now I could partake in that thing and let my emotions control me, or I could listen to the Holy Spirit and let him control me. And so this thing doesn't control me. But something's going to control you in your life. Whatever you submit to, whatever you, whatever you worship to, whatever you surrender to, that is going to be the thing that controls you. Okay? So whether it's you, okay, whether it's you thinking of um, what somebody else thinks of you. Your mom and dad isn't meant to live the calling that you have. You're mentally that, out that calling. And so what happens if you let the, the, the thoughts and the intentions and the opinions and the facts of what the person closest to you won't, thinks that you should be living your life the way that you should be living your life, you're a slave to their thoughts. And they could be the most godly people. Look, I'm, I'm not saying like this is like wicked people. You know what I mean? Like, they could be, like, good. They could be, you know, they want what's best for you. They're just trying their best. Like, I, I believe it's in love. But if you do not submit to the Holy Spirit first, then that's distorted. That's, that's perverted. It, it's, it's deviated from the way that God has intended you to live. And so we see in Adam and Eve, when they, when they ate, when they disobeyed God and they ate this fruit of knowledge of good and evil, they deviated. And grace will always cover you. <laughs> grace will always cover you and reveal to you where you're at so that you can come back to the line. God's, God's very, very gentle, uh, which I, I, I just love. Uh, you know, it's his kindness that even leads us to this whole mind change. You know what I mean? His kindness. Not like, oh, my gosh, like, I see those knees. I see <laughs> I'm sorry. Are we streaming? I apologize. I don't, I don't mean to be uh, uh, offensive or anything like that. But you know what I mean. Like, just that, that false, uh, 
that false religious thing, you know, the, when you push your convictions on somebody else. Mm-hmm. So let's go, let's go right, to, right towards the end. This, is, this is, isn't on the screen. Uh, Genesis 3, verse 7 through 8. This is after the fall, uh, after they ate the, ate the fruit. Then the eyes of two of them were open. That is, their awareness increased, and they knew that they were naked. And they fastened fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden of the cool afternoon breeze of the day. So the man and his wife hid and kept themselves hidden from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Hidden. I really want to dial in on this. Hidden from the presence of the Lord. Okay, if we go back up to Genesis 2 verse 15, it reads, So the Lord God took the man he had made and settled him in the garden of Eden to cultivate and keep it. Everybody say cultivate and keep it. Your primary, okay, let me give some more context. So the Garden of Eden is, is you know, as, as, as we said, um, you know, pre-fall, it's the way, it's the intentions of God. It's the way that we're actually meant to live kingdom life. So what happened is, you know, they ate their fruit. They, they forfeit, Adam, Adam forfeited his authority to the enemy. Jesus came back to restore that authority. So to make things right so that we are able to connect with God and live the intended life for him. Through, everybody say through, through. connection with the Holy Spirit. So what happens is we have, um, drop the hammer a little bit, but I love you. Um, what, what we have is a lot of Christians or we have a lot of believers of the life of Jesus that we actually value other people's relationships, whether it's a pastor, teacher, prophet, apostle, uh, business, business coach, whatever. We allow other people's relationships with us to have more influence than the Holy Spirit in our life. And then so what happens is we actually become stunted. If that person is removed from our life, we fall. Notice I said fall. It's because they were the very thing that was holding us up all the time. Now, there's a time and season for everything. So I'm not saying like, yeah, you know, don't listen to the people that God had. There, there's, there's wisdom in a, multi, a multitude of counselors, but that's when they are aligned in their correct position or when you are aligned in your correct position with the Holy Spirit. Because now you could discern every single thing. And, you know, some, sometimes they're going to tell you what you don't like, but the Holy Spirit say, you know what? You need to listen to them even though you don't want to do that thing. That's why it's so important to cultivate a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Okay? And then this part of keep. What, what is keep? It's so easy to become distracted especially when you're hungry. Saw that poor grammar come out? This, anyway, we'll stop there right there. <laughs> it's so easy to be distracted. You know, let's say, let's say I'm eating healthy, okay? Ooh, somebody, is, the, the light is coming on for somebody. Somebody's getting that call. <laughs> Amen. Let's say I'm trying to eat healthy, you know, and, um, but I let myself get, just, 
you know, really hungry. You know, everything's going to look good for me. My, my goals, my health goals are probably going to be like, oh, like I'm about to eat anything that's put in front of my face, you know, because I'm so hungry. Okay? So I'm going to have to return. I'm going to have to eat something. You know what I mean? So I'm either going to return to this thing or I'm going to return to that. So this part of keep, cultivate and keep, a dimension of this, of this, of this word is that we must keep in communion with the Holy Spirit. Just like the tree of life, which is, is very symbolic of the Holy Spirit, they had to keep going and eating. You don't just eat once and you're done. If you do, let me know what you, what you, what you, how, you how you do that, because that's, that's, that's impressive. But you keep returning. You keep eating. And so many times it, it's so easy to compromise. You know, we, we see people with these horrific things. Uh, I don't know why in the church we always want to, like, throw darts and cut people's legs from under when they, when they mess up, because I guess for some reason, like, we just found the secret in church when, you know, you're literally like, oh, yeah. Like, we forget that we could fall and that humanity actually fallen before. So we forget the grace that God showed us back here when we were in our fallen condition and he enlightened our eyes and he helped us out. I, I don't know. Maybe that's just, you know, the Sunday, the Sunday crowd. Like, we think that. And so we throw stones at people when they're down. But that's not God. But what happens is, when we rely, when we become dependent on the Holy Spirit. And, you know, we're all at different stages of this. We're all at different stages. We're all, um, you know, it, it's, part of, it's part of this experience on this side of eternity is that we get to grow in our dependency of God. But that's what he wants. He wants us to trust him with all our mind, with all our heart, with everything. I felt the Lord say that there, there's somebody, you're taking a whole bunch of medications. I feel like it, it's a lady. The Lord said that you're taking a whole bunch of medications, but they're not working because I am your source of life. I'm not going to call you out, but you, 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 just, you just hold that. Excuse me. So they hid. And now since they had fallen, where they were meant to just cultivate and keep, now they had to work by the sweat of their brow. It was a, it was a complete shift. Humanity felt the brokenness. People are waiting on you to respond to the Holy Spirit. Somebody is always on the other side of your obedience. And not just directly where it's, you know, obviously like this is going to affect my kids or this is going to affect my wife or husband or uh, business or whatever the case might be. But somebody is always on the, the other side of your obedience, not just immediate, but also legacy-wise because God is a generational thinker. So you can think, he might tell you something wild, okay? Just every time you get in that parking lot, you pick up three pieces of trash on a Friday. You can be like, okay, like, why am I doing this? Listen, if you just obey, 
Okay, if you just obey until he says stop doing it, what will happen is you'll think, oh, I'm just cleaning the parking lot. But in reality, two generations from now, he's building something inside of you that's going to affect generations on generations on generations. So I just want to encourage every single person that has been full of faith. Do not stop believing because of that grandson or that granddaughter that you've been praying for hasn't came around yet. Do not stop believing for that healing that God said was yours in 1969. Do not stop believing. You are called a believer for a reason. And so it's okay to look a little different. It's okay to look a little wild. It's okay to look a little crazy. It's okay to stand out from the crowd when you're listening to the Holy Spirit because their calling isn't for you. Their calling is, is for you. It's not for them. It's for you. And so you want to get to the eternity where Jesus, there it goes again. Somebody's getting it. You want to get into eternity where Jesus says, well done, my good and faithful servant. Where it's you and him. And so what happens is when we take this, when we eat of this fruit of the Holy Spirit, when we're completely surrendered to the Holy Spirit and we're growing and we're progressing, what happens is there's supernatural growth happening in our life. So that job that we don't like because all those people cuss or it's all those people, what happens is we actually become mission-minded and say, you know what, I just need to lift my life for the Holy Spirit, not worry about what they're doing, not worry about what they're hearing. If the, if the Lord tells me to say something to them, then I'll say it. But other than that, my only job is to love them and what happens is doors start opening up doors start opening up I remember there was a time in my life I was um I was actually waiting tables all my friends were get, and I knew like my next step was like youth pastor I just knew it I would get like I would get uh, job offers from like a whole bunch of stuff like manor, man, uh, uh, manager spots, but like I built my whole life around, you know, full-time ministry, whether I was getting paid for it or not. And so uh, all these people come with these job offers like, oh, no, just turn them down, blah, blah, blah. Well, I remember thinking like all my friends are getting these positions and thinking like to myself, you know, God, like you told me to pastor, like you told me to care for people. Like what, what what's going on? Like why, why am I in a building? Like, well, this guy is a new guy. Uh, that had came to work at the the restaurant that I was working at, and like he was like just close off me, like I'm a, I'm I'm gonna talk to you, like if we work together, like I feel like okay, like there's there's a reason, so I'm I'm gonna talk to you. And this guy was like one of those people, just kind of like, like I just said hey to you, you supposed to you supposed to respond, you know type thing. <laughs> I wasn't there, but I was like okay, like he he shut off, like and I would try to talk with him, you know, over over the weeks or whatever, and he just wouldn't talk to me. Well, one time I'm, I'm getting nice and, you know, it's busy, you know, it, it's busy. It's kind of like that rush. I'm, I'm stocking some stuff. And then he says, hey, Patrick, what do you think about blah, 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 blah. And like, it was very personal. And I said, whoa. I said, what, what was that? Because a lot of times it, it's, it's, it's not convenient when the Holy Spirit speaks to you to give ear or give your attention to something. But like God showed me in that moment. Like this, 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 this pastor time, this time of caring for this person's need where he was actually allowing me to speak into his life in a certain area. It looked a lot different than from what I was used to. Living a life that's spirit-led <laughs> will look a lot different 
but it, it, it's personal. It's no, you don't have somebody. God puts people in your life where, you know, they'll if if you if you get too close to a boundary, you know, he'll he'll get them to speak into your life. Say, hey, it looks like this, you know. And I'm super thankful for for those type of people, those type of relationships. But government was meant to be internal. It was meant to be from the Holy Spirit ministering to you what you are supposed to do individually. That leads to corporately or in community with people but we we're not gonna have time to get there you have to surrender control if you want to experience growth you have to surrender control if you want to experience growth one more point and this is this is the last point and what we're going to do um after this, we're just going to open up the altar for you, especially if, if you don't do already, for you to have the opportunity just to step to the altar, and it's going to be a prophetic act to say, know what, Holy Spirit, I'm yours. Okay, so we're going we're gonna to do, do that after. I'm yours. I want you to encounter me. We're going to do, do that after I do this. I didn't sip my coffee. Hold on, excuse me. In you, he significantly influences and transforms you inwardly, the Holy Spirit, and also is a promise to inherit eternal life. So when you surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, you received the, the, the internal dwelling of the Holy Spirit. Okay, it's, it's found in Galatians. But you received the Holy Spirit as a guarantee that you're going to get eternal life. I made it, you know, it's like type thing. <laughs> anyway, <they're, laughs> but like you receive that inwardly when he comes upon you, when, he, when you are immersed in communion with him. Sometimes we call it the baptism, we call it the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but really it's this constant communion with the Holy Spirit. Because just like a relationship can't be nurtured in just one sitting, it takes constant connection. And so when he comes upon you, now you become beneficial to the world, the external world that you're called to influence. Upon you, he significantly influenced you in a way that transforms your external world. Bill Johnson says it this way. He says, he is in you for my sake. He is upon me for yours. But it takes you Making a choice. Sometimes it's above feelings. It's become it's above failed expectations of what you believe that God should have did in your life, or have done already in your life, or whatever the case might be. But in Psalms, in, in the Passion Translation, it talks about the mature believers respond to the impulses of the Holy Spirit. I remember one, one of the kind of the biggest shaping things for, for my life for really hearing the Holy Spirit, um, which I've, I've always been from, you know, my understanding, or as far as I can remember, just had like this God consciousness. But it was in Casa, I was, I was hungry. I, I would hear people say, oh, I heard from God. And like that phrase always like 
intrigued me. So it's like, what, hear from God? Like, is it a physical language? Is it, you know, is it like, how do you, what do you mean hear from God? Because I would see these people that said they heard from God and then they would share what they heard and then like this person is right for them. So I said, wow, that's impactful. So it, it, it really stirred this thing that was inside of me from, you know, developing this relationship with the Holy Spirit. And so at this restaurant, I was there and I remember the Holy Spirit would tell me all kind of like just weird just, just weird, like very uncomfortable stuff. Like it was, you know, it, it was a lot of kind of like fighting and dying to myself. And uh, hold on. okay, best job. Give me, give me like about seven more minutes. Okay, I would tell y'all this one story. I might, I might have told it before, but I was, I, okay, the Holy Spirit. He kept showing, or I felt like He was showing me at the time. Now I know it was Him because sometimes you do things for for God. And, like, it's not till like, after the fact, sometimes years down the road that somebody's like, oh, or, you know, it's like you've found out that it's God. So I'm working at Casole. Any Casole fans in software? No? Okay, it's Los Ponchos now. Who's Los Ponchos? Whatever. La Rumba? Okay. <laughs> All right. So anyway, I kept having this picture of me going in the corner, standing on this chair and declaring to every single person that God isn't mad at them, that Jesus died for them and is madly in love with them. And so I kept I kept seeing this. And like one time, like I really felt probed. Uh, I think it was like, OK, God, if you do this, this and this and this and then I'll do that type thing. And like I think all those things got like like checked off the list. And I was like, OK. And so. I like told somebody just to get it out that was also a believer, uh, just to, you know, because sometimes you need some help, man. Am I the only one? Goodness gracious. Y'all super in here. Most love being here. But so I, uh, like, I like go to the spot and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. And like, I'll just go to my table and I'm like, okay, I can't do it. I can't do it. Like, I was like, I'm like really having a moment. Like, it, it's hard. Like, people now, my coworkers who know, like, they're looking at me like, okay, like, what's wrong with you? Like, what, what are you on type thing? I'm high on Jesus. And nervousness and so finally like I'm like I go I'm like God love I said attention everybody and like it's packed I'm talking about you know there's two sides like it is packed and I'm like okay everybody's it's like almost like a movie everybody stops and they look and like I have their attentions for like 10 to 15 seconds and I'm like God is not mad at you Jesus loves you he died for you blah blah blah, blah. And everybody just turns back and goes like, okay, like I did it. I didn't get on the chair, but I did it. And now I have another side to do because the restaurant was split into two and I was just as nervous going to that side. But sometimes what happens is we respond to the Holy Spirit. And he builds this thing inside of us. This, oh, I don't want to say monster, but like this, this beast mode type thing that like, no, what? Like, I don't care what you think about me if I'm going after the Lord. If I believe that the Holy Spirit told me to do it, like, I, I'm going after this thing. And, you know, in some areas you might, you might be better than the, the, the other area, but, you know, there, there's grace for your mistakes. But it's just this constant conviction, this constant commitment to say, no, Holy Spirit, you are the best relationship of my life. And so in that, in that restaurant, I learned, there was so much that I learned of just obeying the Holy Spirit whether it was going to the tables and whispering that weird thing and the people just breaking down crying, but it's this thing of it, it's okay. He's safe. Taste and see that the Lord is good. It's safe. He might be telling you to give it all up, 
to release that thing, he's a safe place. He's a good God. And he wants to meet you where you're at. He wants to encounter you where you're at. Jesus really went after, he went after less than 12, but they changed the world. They shifted the mentality of their day. A whole cruel, really, if you really dig down into history and you see the progression, they literally changed the mindset of an entire nation. And he only went, at, he went after less than 12 people. But they were committed. They believed. They believed the red letters and the maps. <laughs> question those maps. I'm just saying, I question everything. Anyway. If everybody, if you could just stand to your feet. Worship team, y'all, you guys can come back up. Don't play yet, please. But I'm going to I'm gonna begin to pray. And what I want you to do is simply respond. If you want that touch, if, if you want that encounter, if you want that non-typical Sunday, I've been doing the same, same old thing, but obviously there's something more. If you want that, if, if you want that connection with the Holy Spirit, despite of, despite of your, where, where you're at emotionally, where you're at, you know, in, in any area of life, that just, I'm hungry for God. Like, I, I don't want this institution, this, this, this fake thing. Like, I need God. I need the Holy Spirit to speak to me. If you're at that place, I want to invite you to come. And just stand in, stand in this black spot. It could be right in the back. But I want to invite you as I'm praying for you just to come up and stand up and, and with the mindset that, you know what, I am stepping into this zone. I am stepping into this Holy Spirit zone where the Holy Spirit has the greatest influence in my life. I might be scared about some things right now. I might not be able to make certain decisions about this business or, or this relationship or whatever the case might be. But I believe that by a step of faith, by a prophetic act, when I step step in this black part that I'm going to have ears to hear and eyes to see and a heart that believes greater than what I was when I was outside. So I believe, Holy Spirit, by this act that I can hear you like I've never heard you before, that I can see you like I've never saw you before, that I can believe in you like I've never believed before. So take me as I am. I am, I am stepping in the Holy Spirit zone. So as I begin to pray, I just want whoever wants that, whoever needs that, whoever is 51% sure, but they think it sounds good because there's a charismatic preacher praying heavily or whatever. And that's just you. I want you to step in the Holy Spirit zone. So, Father, right now, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your grace. We thank you that you have never forgotten us. We thank you that you see every action of our hearts, of our lives, Lord. We thank you. You can begin to play, worship team. We thank you. We thank you that you've never left us.